Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Today, we have Carolina Zimniak. She considers herself a knowledge facilitator who also is a design thinker and content and communication strategist. She is curious to explore how knowledge management intersects with other disciplines and sees them through a prism of innovation, technology, and human interaction. How did you get involved with knowledge management? Very good question. Uh, both of things in my life, it was a total coincidence. Um, I applied for the role that at that time was a knowledge management coordinator. And in honesty, I had no idea what it meant. I mean, I read the job description, but well, you know, did I really know what it means? Uh, probably not. And, uh, <laughs> and I got a job and that was over a year, eight years ago. Uh, and since then knowledge management is the, the field, the area mm. that I'm working in. So, so what really enjoy it. What was your attributes? What were the, what were your personal, uh, things that when you read that description, you're like, Oh man, that sounds perfect. You know, it it was actually I think it was a diversity of things. You know that um, that you know as we all know, you know KM itself. You know it's part of. It was the fact that I could work with you know with people. I could work with technology. So that was definitely you know the the, the driver. You know, plus I have to say that you know I just graduated, so it was almost like okay, anyone you know who can take me on board, that would be great. So that was probably <laughs> not the biggest driver, but definitely the diversity of things. Uh, and then. What it turned out when I got the job, uh, I had a chat with my manager and I was like, you know, like, just, just tell me, because I want to know, you know, which areas I should develop. But, you know, what was the, why did you choose me? And he said, like, you know, yeah, you know, you, you had some skills that fit in, you know, the description. But he said, you had the graphic design experience. And at that point, I was like, okay, you know, that's great. You know, that was some sort of differ- differentiator. But I didn't actually realize, you know, how important this skill will be or, you know, how it will help me to actually, I don't know, like, you know, in my knowledge management activities. That was, you know, that was, again, eight years ago. So the graphic design user experience, right? Are we more than just graphic design? We're user experience. So user experience drives the customer engagement for the knowledge. That's a huge ingredient. You know, it's a huge part. And again, I discovered that like literally maybe two years ago that, you know, connected all the dots. And this is actually my guiding star. You know, this is my guiding for right now. This is my why behind, you know, Knowledge KM. So, you know, when I think about this, yes. When you, when you think about definitions on, of KM, you know, we know that it's connecting people, processes, technology, fantastic. You know, it's collecting data, sharing, making sure, you know, that we have the, the relevant content. But for me, it's like, okay, why am I doing this? Why behind this is because I want to help uh, people to find their solutions. And by doing that, I want to make sure that they have this great experience or you've heard from my presentation, this friction-free experience or seamless experience that they can you know, just reach to this information. So yes, it's a huge component. And I think we still, you know, underestimate it or, you know, or, and every day I, I, I learn something new and I try to um, make it part of my daily activity. Well, if the only option to find knowledge, data, information is a keyword search, ugh, would, do you even have a keyword search? I mean, are you, as a good user experience, that's probably the least favorite way to find anything, right? I mean, yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I still use it. Uh, and our users, they actually refer to that this is their first 
point, you know, when, when they look for something, you know, they do the keyword search. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And, you know, I'm not saying that this is not good, but yes, to your point, it's more like, you know, the ideal scenario is for, you know, the content or, or data or information, you know, to find the user, right? So there's almost like, you know, right in front of us. And we know that we're not there yet, uh, hopefully one day, but uh, this is definitely something that helps because, again, we're not able to find or categorize every single piece of content to make sure that it's, you know, it's tailored to every single user. Yes, my ideal world, this is, this is something that definitely supports, but it's not the first choice when it, find, when it comes to finding content or information. And it's got to be user specific. You brought that up, you know, to, to have what the user would be looking for right there. You really have to put in a, a, a good analysis of the user. You're playing both oh, yeah. sides of the fence, right? You're, <laughs> you're, you're the backside with the, with the data and the server and the connections and the tools and all of that. And I think that's a, that's an easy miss for most knowledge management enterprises is they don't spend the time on the user interface because they assume however they're doing it now is good enough. In order to innovate and make things cleaner and more connected and faster and, and better relevancy, you have to understand how the user even works. I fully agree. And to give you like a quick example from my recent project, that was, again, typical, you know, we, um, that there was a team running the project, you know, is they, you know, we assumed they assumed it was great. And then at some point, you know, there was the user adoption and the user engagement was very low. Trying to dig in deep, you know, why is that the case? And then, you know, I asked the question like, oh, did we really ask the user, like, what is it they're looking for? You know, again, you know, typical, typical scenario. And we actually didn't know that. So we, started like interviews mm. and we ran like five interviews with, with users. And even though they're very busy ones, because they're like um, in the sales team. So, you know, that, you know, those people who have no time for any additional mm. things, mm. they were actually quite open, you know, to spend 30 minutes with us, answer our questions. And their questions were more, not necessarily like, what is that you want? Because, you know, as a human being, sometimes we don't really know what we want, right. but what we ask is like, Talk to me about your day. You know, walk me through your day. Talk to me about your challenges and, and success stories. You know, where are you struggling? And that reveals so many things that actually helped us to understand, you know, what content we were putting. And it turned out, just to give you an example, that well, the PDFs have, uh, were of no use for them because that, you know, they needed to have documents that they could edit. So, you know, small things, but uh. we can we can really make those adjustments. And, you know, it's not going to be maybe perfect to start with, but, you know, there's going to be a first small step to drive this engagement and adoption and, you know, again, create this experience that they're going to come to the tool, use it, and hopefully, again, find the answers, you know, that will help them find the solutions to their problems because that's the key. That's a brilliant step that I think a lot of organizations do not do or do not do well. In my experience, a lot of it's been top-down driven versus mm -hmm. what do we really need. I bet you, you've probably gained a lot of value by spending the time with these customers, right? The, 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 the consumer of the knowledge. Absolutely. Because now they're mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, somebody actually asked me what I thought. That's a great bridge for you as a knowledge management professional to say, now we're starting to build trust and relationship and connection and everything's just going to keep growing. You summarized it perfect. Like that's exactly what it was. And then, to, because we again, we know that it's not about technology. It's about those relationships you form and uh, and building the trust. Because you know, if they can find things, next time I reach out to them, they'll be like, 
you didn't help me last time, you know, why would I care now? So absolutely, you know, I fully agree that this is an important step just to, to start building those relations. How much of your efforts are tied to, and on that note of making connections and, and building understanding with the with the consumer, with it, with your fellow employees, how much time is spent in training or education on knowledge management? You mean training people? Taking more like how do how does your outreach work to the rest of the enterprise, or does everybody right. just know what it is already? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like you know that that my job would be done then. Uh, no, it's, it's not so. So, uh, yeah, I don't know that it would be a good scenario, but no, uh, of course, I'm joking. But it's, you know, I don't have, you know, like maybe be the numbers, but it's kind of like part of every single thing w- what I do. So even if I'm supporting someone, you know, uh, of course, I'm not going to spend time. Hey, listen, do you want to know more about knowledge management? But just the fact that I sometimes I start um, deliberate, you know, hey, I'm part of a knowledge management team. And then you know, that's part of the conversation, like, okay, what is it? So that's my kind of like five minutes to tell them more about mm. what I do. So I'm not necessarily trying to push like, this is knowledge management. This is what we do. These are these are our goals. I'm trying to be more subtle and, mm. you know, not, sometimes not necessarily name it. It's just make yeah. my activities part of their life so yeah. that, again, you know, this is a, the, the relationship I'm building. And then when the time is right, I'm happy to talk more about it and, you know, and then educate it. But it's, again, it's more about really making uh, the KEM activities part of their lives. And, you know, mm. sometimes they don't even realize it. And that's okay, mm-hmm. as long as they know that it can come back to my team for, for, for more help. So that's kind of like, you know, maybe a different approach, but mm. uh, but it's a huge component. I mean, every single interaction is a good time to talk about KEM or actually show how we can, we can help as a team in general. Does your organization so have a lessons learned? We do. But again, you know, it's they are all over the place. So, uh, but I think we're getting better. I think we're getting better in collecting those because we, again, as a, as an organization, you know, as an organization, we learned that it's really important to understand, you know, what did it work? Of course, every situation is different. So you have to readjust. Uh, we're trying to collect them, but because there are so many different products and service lines, right? So there, there's no one central point. Every single team has their own, but we, we do collect them and, uh, and they're there available for, for people. How do you define knowledge management? Well, that's, you know what, I was actually, I was thinking they're going to ask this question. And <laughs> I don't, with, you know, with all the respect to to the definitions that are out there, you know, and again, you know, there's a process of, you know, collecting, sharing uh, the, the company's information. The way I look at it, in short, helping people solve their problems. That's my definition and it can take any form or, or shape. Just to give you uh, maybe not so much a definition, but a bit of a story. And I'm so going to steal it from Susan Chen, who was actually guest of our internal podcast. And she was she actually has a PhD in knowledge management. I love what she said because she said that we should go kind of like redefine it rather than focusing on the content that is probably you know, the key component of knowledge management, move to context. Because that's, again, how we know it's not that you have this information. You have to know how can I use it mm-hmm. and finally move to evoke the curiosity. So, you know, it's not that I deliver you the content, you know, how to access it. But, you know, my ultimate goal is for you to make a use of this piece of information, you know, and then reuse it, you know, to, to, to your specific situation. So that, again, it sparks this curiosity and helps you solve the problem. So content, context and curiosity, you know, like this is the this is like the path that I see that knowledge management should follow. Hope that makes sense. I love that. Because without the curiosity, without the willingness to either participate, engage, or 
the inquisitive mind, right? The, yes. the questions and, and, and trying to understand in a, in a domain or an enterprise, either a consumer or producer of knowledge. Uh, wow. So how do you hire for curiosity? How do you, how, how do you put that in a job description? Well, that's uh, the next podcast. <laughs> I don't have the answer right now. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I'm not I'm not part of the talent team, so so sure. there's probably no question to them. But it, it's changing. I mean, like I, you can see probably in general in different job descriptions, not necessarily yeah. you know for, for KM people, but you see the shift probably you know that it, that it's more about you know like are you a versatile person? You know, what's your approach? How do you solve problems? So yes. it's, it's definitely about skills, yes, but yeah. it's probably about your approach and the mindset that you bring in that uh, you know you can just solve things in this new context or new environment. So I think this is the, the, the general shift. But no, I don't have a ready answer. I'm sorry, just you know, All what's right. the perfect job description for KM? We'll person. save it for the next episode. We'll save it, yeah. So give me the three C's again. Content, context, curiosity. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, wow. thank you for sharing. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> thank you for sharing your experience and your understanding and your passion. Well, thank you for having me. It was a great, you know, pleasure and fun. Thank you for an invitation. Recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.